0: We're about a million a month right now is about what our average is. So, and it, that's been growing. It's hard to tell because it's new. It's been growing a lot, but we think it'll flatten out, probably be like 20% monthly growth here over the next couple of years.
1: You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. Hey, folks. My guest today is JB Kellogg. He's the co-founder and co-CEO of Madwire and Marketing 360. He's a 3x top CEO award winner by Glassdoor, an 8 times Inc. 5,000 fast-scoring company. 4x Glassdoor, best place to work. But more importantly, he left us out of the bio, but I love it. Bootstrap founder, or let's say very capital efficient founder with more than 100 million bucks in AR. JB Kellogg, are you ready to take us to
0: the top? I am. I appreciate you. Glad to be in here.
1: I can't say fully bootstrapped, but anytime someone's raised Close. way less than their AR, I can say like they're bootstrapped, right?
0: Right, pretty much, and we were for the first five years, legitimately. So,
1: what did you do then? you do like seven million or something, right?
0: Seven million, yeah, seven and a half. Yeah.
1: Why'd you do that? I mean, you're you're crushing it. It sounds like.
0: Yeah, we were growing really well, but we thought we could grow a lot quicker and could use some of that additional capital. Um, so, um, we found some partners that we liked and, and went with it.
1: And that was what 2015.
0: That was in a uh, 20 yeah 15 14 right in that area. Yeah.
1: What do you remember? What was the valuation back then? Do you remember?
0: You know, I was just thinking about that the other day, trying to remember what that was. I, I think it was in like the 40 million range, right in that area.
1: And you were doing what, 40 million on what? What was revenue back then?
0: Revenue at that time was, I feel like our recurring was like 15 million a year or something like that, maybe 20, right in that range.
1: Yeah, that's wild. Well, what what always has impressed me about you is your, and we'll get into this here in a second. The product we see the the 360 banners hanging behind you, but you're selling to the SMB cohort, which traditionally has very high churn. It's I, I don't I can't I can count on one like two hands the amount of companies with more than 100 million in revenue where their average ARPU starting ARPU at least is like the SMB cohort, right? Like less than 200 bucks a month. But I think you fit that mold. So tell everyone what you're selling to these SMBs.
0: Well, we're selling a marketing platform where they can manage and grow their business from one login. So manage their leads, their customers, payments, and then also marketing. Um, And a good percentage of our customers also add on our marketing program. So they might need help with ad management or content marketing or social media marketing, something along those lines. So in addition to our platform, which is $395 a month, You can add on additional subscriptions for the marketing component. And so that pushes, you know, our new accounts coming in the door today are averaging about $1,800 a month, right in that area. Yeah.
1: And are you still, I remember you saying something last time like, hey, Nathan, we're okay churning nine out of 10 customers in a year because the person who starts at $1,800 a month will be paying 20 grand a month within 12 months. I mean, are you still seeing this kind of churn and upsell volume?
0: Yeah, the successful businesses really grow, and that's the challenge with small businesses is so many of them fail. Um, and so, you know, the way we look at it is our core customers is a customer that's been with us over 12 months, and our core customer churn's really good. It's like one and a half percent per month. So, the question is, how do you get more to core? of your new customer. So we look at our first year pretty much as part of our sales cycle. We bring them in, and we call it a paid trial. Essentially, they're on a paid trial. And our goal is to try to retain them past a year and then upsell them from there. So, a good percentage do churn in the first year. It's not nine out of 10, but um, it is about, you know, probably close to 60%, 50, 60% will churn. But we capture, recapture our marketing costs. So, it essentially becomes like a free trade for us to discover the golden customer, which is our core customer. Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> and what's people are in month 13 and 14th after that year renewal? What's the ARPU there? I imagine it's probably way higher on average than 1800 bucks a month.
0: Yep. Um, some of them stick with us in like in a hosting capacity. So that sort of pulls the average down. But if you excluded okay. those, it's probably 2,500 a month. Yep. yep, right yep. Interesting. Average would be. Yep.
1: And you mentioned um, something interesting. You, you casually mentioned payments. I mean, do you have a real revenue stream that's growing where you're now taking a percent of GMV throwing through your platform a very small percent?
0: Yeah, we do. And that's new for us. So we rolled that out last year. So it's it's not been quite a year, but We've onboarded. Um, we're currently onboarding about 75 percent of our new accounts to payment, so then they're using the platform to process their payments. So this is additional, like you said, ARPU that the customer doesn't really even see because it doesn't get added to their subscription. It's just a residual on the back end, but that helps increase the MRR per customer and it's still new for us, but it's growing you know very quickly, so it's exciting.
1: I can imagine um, some of the fast-growing SaaS companies today are SaaS plus percent of GMV, or even better, SaaS plus GMV plus consulting on your ad accounts or your marketing initiatives. You touch all three. Before we leave the GMV space, can you quantify that? I mean, this year, how much GMV do you think we process through Madwire?
0: Well, we're about a million a month right now, is about what our average is. So, and it, that's been growing. It's hard to tell because it's new. It's been growing a lot, but we think it'll flatten out, probably be like 20% monthly growth here over the next couple of years.
1: Okay. Okay. But right now, like last month and in, in, in uh, what, September, you pro- uh, your customers processed about a million dollars of GMV through you. Yeah. And then your cut on that is what, like 1% or 2%?
0: Yeah, it's it's a little less than a percent, but at scale, it moves up to a percent. So we're using Stripe Custom, which is the same thing Shopify is using in most tech companies these days. The customer doesn't know it's Stripe. It's just marketing 360 payments. They can onboard themselves and do whatever they need to do, but that's the rails on the back end.
1: Okay. So your percentage GMV product then net is making you something like 10 grand a month. So still a small business line, still but small. growing.
0: Yeah, small on that end. Yeah. yeah.
1: Take us into the third beachhead you're doing, which is consulting. You know, a lot of people say, JB, you can't do consulting. It's low margin and eats up your time. How do you make it work?
0: We view that piece as adding additional salespeople because the execution of the marketing programs that we have, we've automated a, a lion's share of that, not all of it, but we want to get to the point where we do automate all of it so that the people that are selling and doing the consulting essentially are salespeople where they're selling the customer, upselling and retaining that customer, but they're not a hamster on the wheel doing all this busy work in the background scenes. They can activate the marketing uh, based on the business vertical and it's all mm-hmm. automated.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. And how much revenue do you think you do this year just on consulting?
0: Oh, our marketing programs are, you know, a, a large percentage of our revenue because our 395 a month is our is our platform. And then our marketing packages are usually an additional thousand on top of that. Mm-hmm. 80% of our new customers do sign up for a marketing program. So wow. It is a big piece of it. We still view it as software revenue. It's tech enabled and it's heavily tech. The enabled piece is people that are more on a success slash sales type of a role.
1: Mm-hmm hmm Well, this is interesting. So, so new account ARPU now is about 1800 bucks a month, really because of that $400 a month SaaS fee plus the... It really is that It's recurring marketing-enabled, high-margin consulting, but it's really salespeople who are not on hamster wheels. But I bring all that up because like a year and a half ago, you told me your average ARPU starting was like 500 bucks or 600. So you've almost like 3X that. Is, that. is that right or are my numbers off there?
0: No, we have. We've increased it a lot, um, and it's it's a lot of it's because small businesses are really leaning into digital now. I mean, COVID even accelerated that. So, your only presence is digital now. You know, for the mm-hmm. most part. So, you have to invest in that. So, we've really ramped up a lot of those marketing programs.
1: Mm-hmm. That's great. So, when you sum all those up together, how many customers do you have on the, on these products today?
0: Uh, on which products? It, it would depend on the product.
1: Well, how would you quantify, right? So maybe how many customers paying at least a dollar a month for one of these things? Percentage, EMV, consulting, or SaaS? Total
0: total customers paying. Yeah, that's about 20,000.
1: Okay, about 20,000. That's good. And are you seeing most of your growth these days coming from upselling those folks? Or do you think most of your growth is going to come from go finding a new 20,000 customers over the next two years, three years?
0: I think most of our growth coming down the road here is going to be upsells as part of it, but I think acquisition will be a big part of that new customer acquisition, but even more so we see a big opportunity for M&A. Um, there's a lot of, a uh, lot our platform does, but there's also some gaps. So particularly with different verticals, each different business has one or two technology tools that they're using that, you know, we don't have that functionality in the platform necessarily like a HVAC company wanting to you know track their trucks on the road or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's all these tools, and we see it as a great opportunity to acquire the company. We don't need their back office or sales team. We have all of that. We just need their engineers, so we can make it extremely profitable, um, and also it tax on that growth of revenue and customers through acquisition, of which we can then cross sell and upsell from there. So see a big opportunity there, and. You know their software engineers are very competitive right now, and so that's also a good opportunity to get a good team um, with a good piece of technology that's sticky that customers using it, have good churn profiles. That's kind of what we're targeting.
1: Do you have enough dry powder in the bank right now to go do some of these acquisitions whenever you want?
0: still smaller ones, but but we are looking for you know um, a possible new partner that sees in that vision and buys into that um, that would be excited about that for additional gunpowder. but we have no shortage of opportunities. We have a huge list of opportunities. We're actively talking with those companies. Um, the revenue profiles is still relatively small because that's what you know we can afford essentially, but we would like to ramp that up.
1: Talk to me about what this perfect new partner would potentially look like. I mean, is this a growth equity firm coming in buying 60% at a $700 million valuation and also putting capital on the balance sheet to fuel m Yep.
0: And that also sees that the point solutions are uh, sort of a dying game now. And all those point solutions you know, they're falling behind because there's more and more platforms that do everything. And so they're seeing where their growth has been moving more sideways and they're looking for an opportunity where we can probably get a good, you know, a multiple arbitrage there where their valuation is relatively low. We pull the revenue in, it immediately spikes that up. And ultimately an investor looking for a platform that you can bolt into, you know, one platform that you can easily integrate these tools with and, and the team and the culture um and we have a good process for that. We've done two acquisitions now, both went very well, very smooth, and we'd like to go faster if we could. Uh, mm-hmm. Just need the capital for that.
1: And what is MRR today?
0: MRR today is um, right around eight million, right in that okay. range. Yeah, we uh, last year for COVID was our first sideways year, and that was by design. We we intentionally paused and didn't bill. A lot of our customers, because we truly work with small business. So for example, a lot of our customers were restaurants, fitness clubs, places that couldn't be open, even if they wanted to in a lot of states. So they were paused and now they are, they are all reactivating. Some of them didn't, didn't come back at all. They just went out of business, which was sad mm-hmm. to see, but yep. new businesses are coming on. So our growth, you know, if you looked at it on our chart, our growth was moving up an average of about 30% a year, went sideways last year. This year, when you look at it quarterly, it's about 30% again. So we're feeling good about the future direction and, and everything that we have. So
1: you're sort of flirting back and forth really since 2019, I believe, or 2018, you're sort of hovering between like a low of 95 million in AR versus a high of 110 million in AR for the past four or five years. Is that about right?
0: Past couple years, because last year threw us off. If if last year didn't happen, we'd probably be in the 120, to okay. 30 range right now. And That's what we're projecting next year, where we should be, right in that area.
1: And what is if you're doing eight million MRR right now? You you know, I mean, what is the right valuation? Is seven hundred million the right valuation?
0: Well, I don't know. You know, the eye is in the beholder. (laughs) I think. You know, we see companies that are very similar. And one thing that was really cool last week, that unsolicited to us, but exciting to see, is DA Davidson did their top one hundred, the herd private companies in the country. Um, for tech. And we, we made that list, which was exciting because when you look at the list, it's actually pretty crazy at the capital raise. When you look at that column, it's in the hundreds of millions, some billions. And we have an NA next to us. It was so small. It didn't even get anything. It's just NA. Um, and so for us to be competing with those companies, you know, with such little capital raised. I think just shows that we're capital efficient. And if we had more capital, we could really do some damage So.
1: Oh, I mean, totally. I mean, compare you guys to like Gong, right? Which, you know, just recently broke a hundred million bucks in revenue, but they raised like 450 million bucks to do it. Right. I mean, you're extremely capital efficient from that perspective. And, and I believe that's reflected in the cap table, right? You and your dad still own what more than 60, 70% of the business.
0: Yeah. About 60. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then what probably employee options is pretty big too.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Really interesting. Um, Got it. So so how do you think I mean look, I'm sure you have open discussions right now with growth equity firms. How do you pick which one to work with?
0: You know, we're just looking for one that buys into our strategy and our vision, you know, particularly with M&A and rolling up all these technology tools in the small business space. Um, you know, that's what we're excited about. And then it's just them believing in our ability to execute, which we've done over the years and um so somebody that fits that mold that's looking for that exact same strategy and wants to help us see around the corner. That's who we're looking for.
1: Mm-hmm. What, what is the right amount of capital, right? If they came in, it was a $200 million deal, a $500 million. What is the right? $100 million?
0: Yeah. It'd be nice to have a hundred million or more on the balance sheet that we could work with.
1: Mm-hmm. So, would you want there to be a big chunk of secondary tied to this?
0: I think, there, I think there would need to be in order for them to own the percentage that they're looking for, um, and then additional capital on the balance sheet in order for us to execute the strategy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I look, I, I right now in my head, I'm going, okay, here are four or five companies right now. I'd put in front of JB if he had, you know, capital to go do it. And these are, you know, four or five, $6 million companies that sell to your same customer base that you as the hub would be a great, you know, spoke hub and spoke model to go buy these things and run the whole thing all together.
0: Yeah, that would be awesome. And the way we're looking at it is if it's a, if it's a tool that benefits all the verticals that we serve, we would probably um, eliminate the branding and just make it part of the platform functionality and as an upsell or cross-sell opportunity. If it was a tool very specific to one vertical, we would have a marketplace of which we would eventually try to own the whole marketplace. We'd keep the branding. Those would just be additional fish hooks out there, pulling customers into the platform for that one tool that they pay for, but then they can upgrade to the rest of the platform or add additional tools that we own. So that's our strategy and kind of how we're looking at that.
1: This reminds me a lot of EIG's model in the early days. Uh, You know, they went and bought, you know, GoDad or HostGator and then Constant Contact and all these things. Uh, Maybe, maybe hopefully five years from now, you're sitting on a billion dollars of AR too.
0: That'd be awesome. Yeah. Evercommerce (laughs) kind of did that too.
1: Who? Big Commerce?
0: Evercommerce.
1: Oh, Evercommerce. Yeah. Yeah. Name your verticals real quick, just so if founders are listening and they want to maybe have an MA conversation with you, they know whether to reach out or not. What are your main verticals?
0: Um, everything, small business across contracting, medical fitness, um, entertainment, e-commerce. We have tons of e-commerce customers selling anything you could think of online. So pretty much anything you would have seen in the phone book in the old days, that's all of our verticals.
1: Okay. Very cool. Um, anything I've missed that you want to make sure we touch on before we wrap? Uh,
0: no, I don't think so. Check out marketing360.com if you want to learn about the platform.
1: Guys, marketing360.com. One of my favorite bootstrappers at scale. Very rare. JB, I appreciate you making time for us. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, favorite book.
0: Favorite book. I just read one that I absolutely loved, which is A Man Thinketh.
1: Yep. Yeah. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying?
0: Um, Not currently.
1: Number three, what's your, besides your own, what's your favorite online tool for building Madwire?
0: My favorite tool, probably WeVideo.
1: Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night?
0: Six during the weekday and about nine on the weekend.
1: <laughs> That's perfect. And what's your situation? Married, single, kiddos?
0: Married, four kids, one Married boy, four. three girls. Yeah. Oh
1: my lord, you are a f- busy guy. And what? You're forty-one now or forty? Forty-one. Four, when was your birthday? It was birthday was what? Early this year.
0: May fifteenth. Yeah. May.
1: Happy late birthday, man. Appreciate it. Take us home. Last time you said you wish when you were twenty you acted faster. Any other advice you'd give your twenty-year-old self?
0: Twenty-year-old self, start sooner. Yeah, act act faster. That's what I said last time. (laughs) Start sooner. That's a good way to say that, man. If you like, if once you have that idea, just go with it. Go with
1: it, guys. There you have it again, guys. You don't have to raise VC to break 100 million bucks in revenue. And guess what? You can do it focusing on SMB customers like JB and his father are doing out there in Loveland, Colorado. You know, between caught around 100 million bucks of ARR, looking for a private equity partner, very capital efficient so far. They are a perfect kind of group to go do a big roll up strategy in the space, serving fitness folks, e commerce brands, et cetera, SMB focus. We'll see if they can get it done. In the meantime, though, JB, thanks for taking us to the top.
0: Appreciate it, Nathan. Thank you.